welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello and welcome back to Real People, Real Talk. The podcast ministry that equips you to thrive in your walk with the Lord, to thrive in your relationships, and to thrive in your mental health. I'm so excited that we are resuming our weekly episodes. And with this new month, I wanted to do a Bible study. And I want going to cover the Old Testament book by the name of Ruth. So in these episodes, they're going to be like devotionals. And together, we're going to read every verse in the book of Ruth. We're going to have some pit stops along the way. I want to lift up some lessons and some applications from this text. And the goal is to cover one chapter per week. And today we are in Ruth chapter one. First, I want to give you a brief overview of the book. Ruth is the story of a young Moabite widow who comes to know the love of the one true God and the joy of belonging to his people through her mother-in-law, Naomi. And let me give you some context as well. This was written And this occurred during a dark time in Israel's history. Studies show that they was worshiping false gods. And this was a period of spiritual, social and political unrest. The people were in a vicious cycle that kept repeating itself. And this cycle is known as SWORD. It's the acronym S-W-O-R-D. I learned this when I was in Mississippi College um, through one of my professors, Dr. Van Horn. And here is the cycle. The S stands for sin. W stands for wrath. The O stands for oppression. The R stands for repentance. And the D stands for deliverance. So in other words, the people of God, they would sin. And the God would bring forth his wrath. And his wrath would come in the form of oppression from another people. And then the people of God would repent. And then God would deliver. Then they would enjoy that deliverance. And then they would sin once again. As this story unfolds, we're going to see the faithfulness of God. Demonstrated even when his people were faithless to him. This book shows us that God is sovereign and he is active in the affairs of man. This story is a story of redemption. Now, let's go to God's word as we want to read every verse. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land and the man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife was Naomi. The name of his two sons was Malon and Kilion. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, he died and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives and the name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there for about 10 years. Both Malon and Kilion died so that the woman was left without her two sons And her husband. These first five verses introduces us to the two main characters. We see Ruth and we see Naomi. Ruth, her name actually means friendship. And this is demonstrated through her faithful friendship to Naomi. She was a widow and was a daughter-in-law of Naomi. And secondly, we have Naomi, who was also a widow. And not only did she lose her husband, but she lost her two sons as well. Now, here is a historical note. In those times, there was nothing considered worse than being a widow. 
as many of them were taken advantage of or ignored that was most often in poverty. Here's also some more context where we think about Moab. The history between the Moabites and the Israelites, they were at odds a few times, to say the least. The people of Moab went so far as to hire a prophet, actually a prophet magician, to curse the Israelites. During the time of the judges, the people of Moab oppressed the Israelites. These verses also let us know that the people were in the midst of a famine at that time. So their famine, there was lacking food and there was lacking water. Since the line between famine and plenty in Palestine depend on the rains coming at the right time and in the proper supply, unfortunately, famine was an ever present threat. Now, back to the text, I'm going to read for you verses six through 14. Verse six says, then she arose with the daughters in laws and returned from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord has visited his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughter-in-laws, and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, go return each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them. They lift up their voices and they wept. Verse 10. And they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters. For it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. In verse 14, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. I want to key in on verse 14. Ruth clings to her mother-in-law, Naomi, even after Naomi tells her to leave. What an expression of commitment an expression of loyalty, an expression of devotion. Now, Orpah, on the other hand, she left, which was her right. She had that freedom. And Orpah wasn't necessarily a bad person, but her time in Naomi's life was simply over. Here's some applications for you. We have to realize and recognize when a person's chapter is up in our lives. I want you to listen to this metaphor. Relationships are like parts of a tree. Some relationships are the roots or the trunk, and that would be your spouse, your family, super close friends, maybe two to three friends like this. And some other relationships are branches uh, where they're in your life, but they're not as sturdy. And sometimes in life, you have to prune those branches. And some relationships are just like leaves. And what do leaves do? They leave. They fall to the ground and they leave. And I've never in my 33, almost 34 years of living, I have never seen a tree bend over and pick up leaves to attach them. Here's what I mean by that. Please don't beg people to stay in your life. When people leave, you let them go. You have to see the good and goodbye. 
Life is too short to spend it connected to their own people. I feel like preaching. I got to say that one more time. Life is too short to spend it connected to their own people. It may hurt, but that just means that their chapter is up in your life, but your story continues. Another type of relationship, another part of the tree is what is known as sucker branches. You got to be aware of sucker branches. They zap the water and they zap the nutrients from the tree. And this represents unhealthy relationships, unhealthy attachments. But sometimes we don't really understand this concept that some relationships are seasonal. Let me throw another metaphor at you. Life is like a book. All the characters that start out in chapter one, they don't make it to the end. Let me bring this point home. Who is that person in your life that you need to let go of? Or maybe it's a person in your life that you need to decrease the amount of influence that they have in your life. Who is that person in your life that causes you to sin, causes you to stumble? Who is that person that won't allow you to bring them closer to Christ, but always pushes you away from Christ? Now, hear me. I'm not saying that you have to leave them completely alone unless God is leading you that way. But sometimes you have to redefine the relationship, create some distance. Of course, be cordial, continue to pray for people, but you have to do what God is calling you to do. And sometimes that means letting people go or decreasing the amount of time and influence that they have in your life. For example, I always speak, I always pray, but you can't waste your valuable time with people that God is calling you away from. At the end of the day, you have to be led by God's spirit. I said all of that to say this. Don't allow the wrong relationships or the wrong friendships or just a bad connection and unhealthy attachment cause you to miss out on God's best for you, to cause you to miss out on God's plan and purpose for your life, to cause you not to walk in purpose. Now, back to the text, verses 15 through 18. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also for anything but death parts me from you. Verse 18. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. This is an example and a demonstration of real friendship. Speaking of friends, we need friends in our lives that will push us closer to Christ. We need friends. We need relationships that's going to hold us accountable to reading our Bibles, to having a good attitude and to being all that God has called us to be. We no longer need friends just to gossip with or just to talk about people with. No, you need people in your life. You need people in your circle that will pray for you. that will root you on. Amen. Now, I'm not trying to play the Holy Spirit in your life and tell you who you need to drop. But I am saying that you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. I am saying that you need discernment and you need to exercise wisdom in all of your friendships and your relationships. 
Because those friends that drain you or pull you away from God or mean you no good needs to have some distance between y'all. Now for verses 20 through 22. She said to him, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the almighty has brought calamity upon me? Verse 22. So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. This passage, this chapter, these verses reveal just how bad things got for Naomi. She dealt with death, the death of a husband, the death of two sons, so much grief and so much loss. The irony in this is that her name Naomi means joy, but yet she was going through some bitter things. This low point in her life led her to change her name to Mara, which means bitter. And that may be you right now where you feel like Murphy's law is in full effect. In other words, what could go wrong is going wrong, or at least it feels that way in your life. But allow me to encourage you through this podcast episode. Allow me to encourage you through this devotion. Allow me to encourage you through the book and the story of Ruth and Naomi. Sometime life happens. And there's not always a a cute and fancy explanation for why bad things happen in our lives. Sometimes life simply happens. It's not what you want. It's not what you expect. But please don't allow what you're going through to make you bitter. But allow what you're going through to make you better. As God has a way only like he can that he will use even your pain and your hard times for your good and also for his glory. Naomi, she left married and she left secure, but she came back widowed and poor. But little did she know that God was up to something. And that may be a word for you today, my friend. You may be experiencing a bad chapter in your life. You may be experiencing a bad season in your life, but I want to encourage you and exhort you, my brother. I want to encourage you and exhort you, my sister, to keep on living. Keep on walking in faith because we serve a God that can change it all in a moment just like that. The God that we serve, the God of the Bible, he is faithful. He is sovereign and he is at work On your behalf, even when you can't see it, God is still at work. Please allow the hard times to push you closer to God, not to push you away from him. I want to encourage you to draw close to the Lord. Spend that time in prayer. Spend that time in the word. Spend that time at his feet in his presence. And I'll leave you with this. If you haven't heard anything but this, remember this phrase. God got you. I have to just say it like that. God got you. Remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. God is in total control and he is working things out in your favor and for your good. 
So here's one more takeaway from chapter one that we're going to see more of later. But Ruth choosing to worship and follow the one true God was the best decision for her life. And I say this to you, my friend, choosing God, choosing Jesus is the best choice that you can ever make. It impacts now and it impacts later and later lasts a lot longer. Amen. So as we unpack this book of the Bible, this was just chapter one, week one. As we unpack this book, the story of Ruth, we want to see how Naomi and Ruth are beautiful examples of loyalty, friendship and commitment to God and to each other. So next week, we're going to cover chapter two. I want to encourage you to listen in each week as we go on this journey through the book of Ruth. As always, if you like what you heard today, I want to ask you to share this episode with a few friends today. Text them a link, invite them to take a listen. And until next time, go be all that God has called you to be.